Eagle Brand Cigarettes, the mildest, smoothest brand of smoking tobacco in the land, brings you Hidden Harbor Mysteries. Detective Frank Horn has uncovered several secrets that could lead to the end of chaos in Hidden Harbor. As the city tries desperately to recover from a series of cruel and deadly attacks by parties unknown, it is up to the Femme Phantom and her allies to bring the Reign of Terror to an end. Will they succeed? We'll find out in a moment. But first... Friends, does your brand pass the sniff test? When you unwrap a pack of your cigarettes, does your nose experience the smooth, rich smell of especially blended tobacco? Do your senses tingle just a little as you prepare to light your first smoke of the day, or even the last of the evening? If not, brother, you aren't smoking the Eagle. Eagle is the smoothest, most satisfying brand in America, and also the brand voted most satisfying by smokers in a nationwide survey. Eagle Brand is proud to bring you tonight's chapter of Hidden Harbor Mysteries, entitled, Last Resort. Clouds threaten the sunny skies of Hidden Harbor as Barbara Wilson and Detective Frank Horn look out over the confirmed hideout of their enemy, Mistress Penumbra. Inside, she and her lieutenant have gathered the leaders of every major criminal gang in the city to bring them under her control. They look for a way to infiltrate the old city hotel and convention center so they can confront Penumbra and bring her operation down once and for all. What are we waiting for? Casper's looking for a way into the convention center that won't arouse suspicion. Huh. It's big enough you'd think we could use one of the dozen doors, assuming they aren't guarded or trapped. Yeah, come to think about it, good plan. Yeah. What is on your mind, Detective Horn? Well, since I risked my life for you and all that, care to tell me how this whole ghost power thing works? It works on the music of the human spirit, Frank. How's that? Every life has a song. I can hear it when I listen. Sometimes the song is sad, sometimes jazzy. But once I know their song, I know that person. I can sing their song, even change the notes or meter as I wish. So, everybody is music? In a way. It's the best way I can relate to the power I have. I can see what people most desire, what motivates them. In changing their song, I change how people view their world. It's like how a song makes you feel, or how it can change your mood, lift you up, or soothe you like a lullaby. You just pick that skill up in girls' school? <laughs> no, Frank. One morning I played a secret melody that opened the mind of an ancient spirit who spoke to me and brought me into his world. I learned to bring that magic back into ours. You know that sounds crazy, don't you? Yet you have faith it is true. So this Casper fella, your butler? My trainer. 
Ah, I see him on the roof now. Okay, every door is sealed or guarded. Only one way in for the lot of us. Cat's there now. Meet us where you see the flashing lights. Our heroes leap into action across the harbor front street and onto the roof of the convention center. Their timing coincides with Mistress Penumbra's stern warning over the body of a less than loyal subject. In case you think I am frail and unwilling to carry out my threats, Mr. Dooley, take note of Cirrus here. I enjoy getting my hands dirty. So, by a show of hands, I want to know who will join me, and in doing so, leave this room rich, powerful, and most importantly, alive. All right, settle down. Ladies, escort our officers to the panic room behind the kitchen. Men, follow my girls. Quickly, Talon, Wolf. Yes. Mistress, immediately. Hey, what's going on? Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going. Panic room. This is a meat cooler. Hey. Well, that could have gone better. Now. Mistress, it's her. Who her? The Phantom. And she brought support. (sighs) I want all the girls to tear apart anyone coming into this place. But the Phantom is to be brought to me, alive. Meanwhile, in the gallery level overlooking the main lobby, Caspar leads Detective Horn into the first stage of their plan of attack. So they think she's coming in the lobby. Good. Meanwhile, she's really heading up to the grand ballroom with Cat. That takes some of the load off her. She just has the kinky trio to deal with. How many true bats we got down there, you think? Thirty, I suspect. They're expecting to fight the Phantom, not us. At least they're packing heaters. I hate swords and knives. Hey, what's with the mask? It's to filter out the fumes from this. Okay, what's that? This is a gas bomb our late scientist friend developed before he was killed. A gas weapon. Leave it to the Germans. It's non-lethal. I call it Krieg's Revenge. You might want to put this on. Thanks. Watch. (laughs) Out cold, and not a single shot fired. Does what it says on the tin. Yeah, how about calling it Blitzkrieg? Why? Just has a nice ring to it. Let's go. Be careful. The fascist sisters could be anywhere. Nearby, looking through the dank, empty chambers of the abandoned hotel, Cat Sparrow keeps to the shadows with the femme phantom lurking somewhere near, but out of sight. Mistress Penumbra just locked them all into the meat locker. Every crime boss in the city. The one still alive, that is. Every police officer and guardsman in town is helping recover from the attacks around town. We're on our own, I'm afraid. Time to focus on the head of the serpent. Oh, wait. No. It's her. The woman who murdered Foster and Krieg. 
and the Russian spy. Roshenko. What ghastly costumes. So vulgar and suggestive. They're heading for the lobby where Casper and Frank are. That's not good. I thought they'd stay close to Penumbra. I'll have to deal with them here. Cat, find Penumbra and keep your distance. I'll find you when I'm done here. Do not engage her. Understand? You're taking them both on? At once? Trust me, dear. I'll be fine. Go. Hi, sister. I said something has gone wrong. What is that cloud forming in the doorway to the lobby? I do not know, Sister Wolf. No, it cannot be. <laughs> oh, dear. Russians and Germans working side by side. The world truly has gone mad. No, I saw you dead. You can't kill a ghost, Talon. You are no ghost. Just a little rich girl with silly parlor magics. Where is she? I do not see her. <laughs> she is using mind tricks to hide from us. She knows she cannot beat us with honor and with courage. So she would try and slay us like a coward. Like a ruthless sniper slaying women and children from bell towers in Poland? Or a horrible woman who helped arrest undesirables from German hamlets and took their possessions for herself? Show yourself, coward. I would see your face. See me as I am, villains. The spirit of vengeance. You murdered so many today. Two of those were very dear to me. <laughs> that schweinhund of a lover and your little German stooge? Nothing to me. I failed to kill you before. I will not fail again. You've already failed, Talon. Your combat boots clash with your garters, and those swastikas clash with my sense of good judgment. So much talk. You need to have more scars to speak with such arrogance. Shall we give her some, sister? The Talon and the Wolf strike first, their blades crossing, cutting through the air inches in front of our heroine's face. Unarmed, the femme phantom leaps back to give herself room to defend herself against a fury of whirling and slashing blades, and two graceful dancers leaping from the floor to the tabletops, leaping through the air in an aggressive attempt to get their ghostly opponent between them. With a few seconds between them, the phantom draws her fencing blade, preparing to defend herself from the two fearsome femmes. Time to split you girls up. Our heroine retreats further, up the winding staircase from the ballroom floor to the reception area, hoping to keep the high ground until she can lead her attackers into the labyrinth of service hallways beyond. Talent. Her long, muscular legs pumping and thrusting off from the banister suddenly leaps behind our heroine, putting her into a two-front battle without the advantage of higher ground. A blade glances off her cloak, while another slices through the flesh of her exposed right forearm. The pain causes her attention to wane just enough for Talon to strike again, puncturing the phantom's cloak an inch or so. With this move, our heroine strikes back, ripping her cloak across her front and pulling the blade from Talon's grip. It clangs over the railing to the marble floor below. A stab.
strong kick to the breadbasket takes the red wolf off her feet, and she topples into a roll that almost bowls over her accomplice. The Russian tumbles helplessly down the hard marble stairs, and Talon leaps just in time to avoid being taken down as well. Not losing an instant, the Nazi assassin bounces forward to bring her blade down smartly across Phantom's armored shoulder. The blade cuts through the tough material and into the meat of her shoulder. Her weapon arm compromised, our heroine turns and bounds up the stairs. She is almost to the top when Talon strikes, tackling her from behind. They both roll onto the landing and struggle for control, but Talon grips our heroine by the neck and slowly begins to squeeze. This is why they call me Talon, pretty one. <laughs> look into my eyes, Talon, and look upon your sins. Pray to whatever God might take you after the suffering you've caused. My poor dear Foster, Krieg, the children in the orphanage, or all the people you terrified in my city. Look upon them and pray they grant you mercy. Now, where's that Russian bitch? Down below in the lobby, Mind Over Muscle has given Kaspar and the detective the advantage over the platoon of she-soldiers, but they are still not free from danger. It's hard to see in the smoke, but I'm sure we're missing two or three. At least. Maybe they ran off and called it a day. You sure the air's okay? The toxin dissipates after a minute or so. The rest is just thick white smoke. How long will they be out? At least an hour, though I tried to use a heavier dose than the batch Krieg used on the rats, so um, who knows, I don't know, maybe more. Help me get these cuffs on them. Some still look a little groggy. Let's get them restrained first. A man who owns this many cuffs probably has many good stories to tell. Well, stories, anyway. Move fast, Frank. The smoke hides us, but it'll hide the bad guys, too. I can't get over this. Anywhere from high school age up to grandmothers. All of them physically fit. Faces made up like they're going to be a big to-do. Where do they come from? How many are there? Who knows? How many women do you see out there on the street? War widows with no prospects? Working girls? Former addicts? Criminals? Agnes Alrene had a pretty good sales pitch. She put those girls to work, and while it looked like they were coat-check girls or dime-a-dance companions, she was turning them into super spies. There's a war on, and people get lost. When you fight a war, everybody fights. Here, there, men, women, and kids. You know how hard it is for a war bride to keep milk and cheese in the house these days? I'm pretty sure I do. Where I come from, they often don't. Like you said... There's a war on. What about you? Why aren't you over in Paris saluting the brass? Buy me a drink sometime, and I'll tell you that story. Frank? Is that you, Frankie? Gretchen? Baby doll, what in the world are you doing here? You know her? She was my secretary. Take it easy, kid. Your head's marinating in knockout sauce. Oh, Frank. I didn't know it would be you coming. Don't think less of me, please. 
Less of you for what? How'd you get caught up in this mess? I'm so ashamed, Frank. Those times you had to let me go. You know, when you couldn't pay the bills. Yeah, I am sorry, kid. I just couldn't. It's okay. With Ernest overseas and little Ernie to feed, I... It's okay, kid. I took a job selling cigarettes at a club. Next thing you know, I was sitting on an old man's lap. And Mistress P comes around. I had the little fight training you gave me, so she took me in and... Well, you see what they made me. I wanted to quit, but... Little Ernie... It's okay. That's how Penumbra knew me when I showed up at her door, of course. Yeah. Maybe step back, huh, Frank? Get me out of here, Frank. Help me up. I can't move. I'm choking, Frank. Sure, kid. Sure. Don't move her, Frank. What do you mean? She's choking. I can't just leave her here. She's... I'm serious. Don't... Betray her. What? With her friend's deaths avenged, our heroes move closer into more dangerous territory. Will they prevail? The danger has never been greater as Mistress Penumbra finds herself cornered. Tune in again tomorrow for the next thrilling episode of Hidden Harbor Mysteries. Hidden Harbor Mysteries Chapter 13, Last Resort, was written by Jay Smith and produced by Brian Lincoln, with Dave Robison as the narrator, Veronica Jaguer as Barbara Wilson, Catherine Pride as Mistress Penumbra, Laura Nicole as Cat Sparrow, James Baxter Patton as Casper Dixon, Johnny Feisty as Ulrich, Brian Humphrey as Dooley, Rish Outfield as Baxter, Lauren Harris as Mishka Roshenko, M. Sierra Garcia as Mistress Talon, Renee Chambliss as Gretchen, and Norm Sherman as Detective Horn. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives 4.0 license. Closing music is Here We Go Again for the First Time by Juicy Melon Jim. This has been a Brian Lincoln production. Thank you.